Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. This is your host, Fortuan, joined tonight by Ace. How we doing, bud? Doing good. Finished with work at five. Went out with uh, Alex on a father-son target run and then picked up some culvers and nice woke andrea up with the that. mystical store known as target yeah mm-hmm. um also unfortunately experienced some dinguses racing around worse than i've ever seen them in town because they were mm. literally like swerving back and forth in between oh. lanes and then like at stoplights they were like changing lanes from that and then like gunning out on the red light just before it changed to green and just like the work yeah just like the most shithead behavior that you can think of and I'm oh just like, yeah you're gonna cause an accident i live near later. one what are you doing and then i stopped to pick up yeah uh andrea some starbucks and uh the guy said apparently they're like a local car club slash gang so hmm. apparently they race around the area and i'm and i'm thinking to myself as i'm driving home with alex i'm like huh look at all this open highway that you could be driving on instead of oh i don't know open highway that's actively patrolled though i mean theoretically so should the city streets be but i guess not because i didn't see or hear yeah. any sirens yeah no yeah so where i'm at here in chilgothy there's a guy who doesn't have a muffler he has a muffler amplifier to make it louder on purpose and he will peel out i'm on the corner he will peel out on the right side of the road here and go in front of the house and it happens literally the last night i was up playing diablo 4 because of course i was but two in the morning this guy did this Uh, so like i can't imagine the older residents who lived nearby me that enjoy that right away first thing this morning because i work saturday mornings um 7 a.m there were Mm. people across the street that were taking out their i guess road legal dirt bikes and were like revving and racing up and down the road um but i was also going to say across the street there's a guy who has like uh i think they they technically call it like a crackle muffler or like a popping muffler or something that like that, that because it'll just and, I, and i've taken a saying yeah it sounds like the adult version of one of those little kid push toys that have the little balls that pop if you know what i'm talking oh, about i'm just like yes you you didn't get enough the, attention the, as a kid did the you? lawn so you need everyone a lot so. of insecurities so, in there sorry yeah a lot of insecurities in there, yeah. like with the yeah. loud, loud cars. Uh, and by the way, our guest uh, returning for the first time since 2019, as we discussed, is uh, Cosme Lucario or Apeless. How you doing, bud? Welcome I'm, back. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It but, has. Uh, but I'm happy. Like... I'm happy to be chatting with you guys. I'm happy to. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys don't know who this wonderful person is, of course you do. Uh, done such things as work at Sony for as a concept artist now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Does all those amazing Monster Hunter artworks on Twitter. Uh, the one of uh, five of which are my 
magic play mat still. Uh, and now it's become my uh, what a what a my Pokemon play mat because I play in Pokemon. What an magic. honor! And uh, the Wooberg thing doesn't really work for Pokemon, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I still use it. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, so we're gonna be talking about uh, kind of you know just what you know what we've been playing lately and that kind of stuff to sort of catch up with Cosme. And uh, I'm gonna say it right. Sorry. Yeah, Cosmo's fine. Or you can call me Apeless or Ape. Right. Ape is even shorter. Apeless. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with Apeless because that's your your Twitter handle. That's what people were mostly. I just I interchange when I'm. Anyways, so we're probably gonna be talking a lot of Diablo Four. We might talk some Zelda because I know Ace, you've still been playing that. Oh yeah. And I've actually been for for once keeping up with the Game Grumps and actually watching them play Zelda. Yeah. And they also did a Diablo three four start and they're new to Diablo too. So it's been kind of cool to, to look at their opinions. Um, but I really want to get into Diablo four with you, Apos, because I am a super fan of this series and I'm glad that you picked it up because there are so many cool things about this game. And I think that having the context of the previous games, uh, by the way, did you watch the official war videos leading up to it that they released? I, I did not. I went in blind. Like I, was, I, was, I just okay. I saw my friend play it and I was like, "Looks cool. What do you think?" I like, get it and I'm like, "Fine, I'll get it." And that's it. I loved it. Uh, so, so for so for context, for me personally, Diablo's story slash lore is my favorite story slash lore period in gaming. Um, so I love Monster Hunter for the gameplay. I love Diablo for the loot and the story. And I love Doom for the gameplay. So, you know, like it, it, it being one of my big three, and I, you can't see it super well. Actually, let me get, be right back. I'm gonna turn on the lights so you can see them. But I have a couple disc plates, and one of them is Diablo, so you'll be able to see something. I normally don't do it with the light on because I like being in the dark. But <laughs> right here is this is Diablo three. So that's Diablo there fighting Imperius. And you don't know those characters because they're, they're, you wouldn't have encountered them yet in 4. Uh, or at all, honestly. But um, there's all the whole thing about Diablo universe is the angels versus the demons. And it's always been that way. And you get that like right from the beginning in any of the games. Um, I suggest heavily looking into some of the lore that led up to Diablo four because it's so entertaining to get to where they're at because when you're in the world of Diablo four and I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers for you or anything, but what starting point when you're walking to Diablo four, I think, I think the actual number is 10% or 20% of humanity is left alive after the events of Diablo 3's expansion. Dang. So 80 to 90% of humans have died. Thanks. Period. So it is a dark world and a dark game. And um, I'm not normally into sort of gothic and dark aesthetics, but I do love this series. Like my my start from it, I was eight years old and I, my, I convinced my parents because my uncle Rick had a subscription to PC gamer 
and I was reading his copy when he brought it over. So I convinced him to let me get a PC gamer subscription, you know, back when magazines were a thing, right? <laughs> back and, in the day. Yeah, my first magazine, I don't remember what the cover was on it at all. Don't even remember. Because in the middle of that was Diablo. The the advertisement, like the full mi- magazine deep dive, here's Diablo and it's coming out and here's what it's about. And I read that thing front to back so many times and I was just into it. And then I finally got to play it. I didn't get to play it till like a year or two after release. And then uh, like literally the next year Diablo 2 came out and then the expansion. So like I was deep in Diablo in my middle school and high school days, like all the time. So then to get Diablo... I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I played because, uh, like, Diablo's pre Monster Hunter, right? And this was the yeah. first game that I so hard dived into. And then there was long dry spells between Diablo games. Um, and then yeah, it's where Monster Hunter came in, and I've always been a fan of Doom. I mean, I've been playing Doom since I was five when it came out. So, <laughs> so but yeah, so that's Monster Hunter, Doom, and Diablo. The the sort of Fortuan Triforce of gaming. It's hard to see, but that's Kier- that's Kieran, and that's a Cacodemon from Monster Hunter. Or no, no, Doom, sorry. But, uh, yeah, um, you're going to hate me for this, but I already passed Diablo 4, but I skipped every single scene of it. Okay. I, just, I, no, I, if... I rushed through it because I did it for, like, the gameplay, because it, it, yeah. it's, it's such, like, a ADHD, like, like, mine like 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 candy store because every single little thing gives you a little reward and you get a nice dopamine rush oh yeah it. so the whole time just like oh dude like what's next and i was just a skip scene like okay what's next oh. and then i see all this light come on and i was like oh my god i love this and i keep playing it and i was telling my friend uh, bio and i was like he's like dude you're already like level uh i think it's like 32 and i was like yeah and it's like what do you think of the story i was like i don't know dude I'm, i don't I haven't watch any of it and he's like, dude, like, that's the best <laughs> part. I was like, you're going to have to send me a lore video. I don't know if anybody can send, here can send me, like, a lore oh, video that they love. So I, I got go you. It. I got you covered. I Perfect. will. I will send it. I will send you two different playlists because Do there's it. the official one, which I think the official one is a good context for what Diablo 4 starts. And then there's one, uh, are you familiar with the YouTuber Riker? He's more of a Diablo-focused content creator. Uh, so Riker has an amazing lore series, which he delves into every game, every character into depth. So it's like a 32 bit video series of like lore. I'm ready. And they're like 45 minutes of video. So like Perfect. some something that you can do while you're working or doing something else. Like uh, I love the lore for this game. And I'm normally like you, honestly. I normally am, but this is this is the exception for me. Like I have the voices on, I have all the music up. Like I am immersed now. Now that I'm in Endgame and I've beaten the story and I'm not doing as many side quests, um, I am more du- dual screening. Like I watched the Meg today while I was playing because I've never seen the Meg. Um, which is awesome. Is there a second? Yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm ready for number two. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's why I watched it because I was like, wait, I never saw the first one. I got to see the first one so I can see number two. Um, awesome, just sort of like disaster movie, which I thought it was just going to be cheesy, like Sharknado or something. Like, no, it's it's a legit disaster yeah. movie. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I was I like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so like, I watched Meg today. I listened to a podcast yesterday. I was playing. By the way, I don't have the kids today, so like, it's just been me and Diablo, like taking a break for lunch to do something else or went out I had to get dog food for the dog and like I came back and more Diablo and I was playing up until podcast time mm-hmm. so like um the lore, I won't get too much into the lore stuff since you've been skipping it uh Aphelis, but I will say like there are some quotes in here that not only have me rolling actually you know what you've been skipping stories so I'm going to tell you the quotes cuz there you it. just got to hear them do it so uh I talked about these last week when uh Ace was on so he's already heard these um, but here are four quotes from the game that I found were fantastic. Uh, so the first one, uh, the first three come through like side dialogue or side quests. Um, so the first one is fear has a way of making the wise into fools. And I was like, that, that is a good quote. Like that is a good, quote. that's just, um, the second one comes from this like witch up in the, up in the, uh, the, the forested area. You know which one I'm talking about? The northern part of the map? Yeah. She's like up on a hill and and she's like all cackly and stuff. And she's like, coincidence and opportunity are sisters. And I was like, that is a good one. That's a good one. Because she wants you to do something for her and it helps you in the same time. Uh, and then another one was the answers you need are often in the places you least want to look. Uh, so that's like a good another deep one. Yeah. But this is the funny one, and this is in the main campaign. Um, Lorath, the guy you kind of have to meet in the beginning, the sort of like curmudgeon old guy that's sort of like meeting you through the story and stuff. I know you kind of skipped him, but he's like, he, he's very early in the game. And he's like the uh, just drunk that, that, that's trying to get his shit together so that he can help save the world with you. Uh, so you find him passed out in a stall in one of the areas for a story quest. And then your character you know, comes up and you do the dialogue thing, like, what happened? And he's like, obviously, I was attacked by vast amounts of alcohol, which was wielded by my own treacherous hand. <laughs> I was rolling. Um, well, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I get where you're coming from because all my friends, they all skip the story. But I'm like the one like Diablo lore nerd. Like, uh, I think it's really cool. I- I'm playing a necromancer, by the way. What what class have you been playing? I got Druid. I mean, druid? I-, I-, I knew nothing about it and I was just reading through it and I was just like, okay, necromancer looks cool. And I was mm-hmm. I was looking at Barbarians and then I was looking at, uh, at uh, what's the other one? Uh, Rogues? Well, I want something mm-hmm. tanky. So I was between Druid and Barbarians. And I was like... Yes. And then I didn't know what I wanted. And then I said, like, oh, shit, like, Druids have werewolves. And I was like, okay, sorry. Like, werewolves are going to yeah. work. And there you go. Yeah, I love that they kept the skill. Because we haven't seen a Druid since Diablo 2. Really? Um, um, all of the classes in Diablo 4 are returning classes. They've always been in a different Diablo. Um, the barbarian has been in every Diablo 
if you include the first one's expansion. Um, the druid only appeared in two and four. And then we have the sorcerer who appears in a form. They're called a mage in Diablo 1, but then they're definitely in two. They skip three because there's a different reason to call them a wizard in three. And then there's a lore reason between a sorcerer and a wizard in huh. Diablo. Uh, so you're back to being a sorcerer in four. Uh, the rogue is actually the only class to be returning from Diablo one. Uh, the rogue was the, and was only in Diablo one until four. And then, uh, the necromancer has been in everything since two. Uh, so did they usually add necromancers later on or like, or that's it? Like what they start is what they're going to end with. Uh, most likely we are going to be getting a sixth class. Uh, there could be arguments for a seventh or even eighth. Um, because there are archetypes that are not filled right now, uh, heavy ones uh, in normal Diablo stuff. We don't have a holy warrior. Um, a lot of times we have a paladin or crusader or that kind of thing uh, that's not present in Diablo 4. Uh, you do interact with both sections of holy orders. Uh, so there's two different holy orders. There's the the sort of like knights slash paladins the zakarat uh which is all over the southeastern continent uh, part of the continent the southeastern part of the, the game the jungles if you've been there uh you'll find all sorts of zakarum faith and that kind of thing that's where the paladins come from uh and then there's also the monks from diablo 3 uh but they come from ishtar which is on a different continent so it's possible they could come back but it had to be a i don't know they don't and we're going to describe why you're what, what, what classes are in the game and why too much. Um, and then there's speculations of uh, the Amazons coming back, which are possibly because we don't, we do have a ranged build, which is what the Amazon was in the rogue. But Amazons are also the only spear wielders. And so we don't have a spear wielder. Um, along with the holy stuff, we don't have any people that focus on shields. I think the only people that really benefit anything from shields are necromancers and barbarians, but it's always a side thing. It's never a, my class is focused on blocking kind of yeah. thing. Um, so there's a couple other archetypes. It's for, for, it's not like Blizzard hasn't said we're getting a sixth class, but we are probably getting a sixth class um, in whatever expansion comes out, which is usual. It's, it's pretty usual because in Diablo 2, we only had five classes, and then the expansion came out, and we had seven. Diablo 3 started with five. We ended up getting seven. So pattern says that we're going to get seven. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, I only picked the Necromancer because the Necromancer is my least favorite class, so I wanted to start with the least favorite because I'm going to be playing all five. Nice. Um and I'm actually quite enjoying my build. Um, so I went with the least informed build according to people right now because most people want to be running like solo Necromancer with a little bit of helpers. I am full on all of the biggest army Necromancer and they are my minions. And I, I uh, have you messed around with titles yet in your not, character? Not yet. Oh, no, no one. I'm Lucky Bear, I thought. Yeah. Lucky Bear? Nice. Um, so mine is, uh, what did I call myself? Uh, Unholy Legion. 
I think is what mine is. As soon as you load up, it's like all the whole thing. Right. So I found a bunch of legendary powers that increases my n max number of skeletons. Damn. So I went from your normal max is seven, which is four warriors and three mages. And I went to 12. So I have seven warriors and five mages. And yeah, number the enemy. Golem. Yeah, <laughs> the golem on top of it. Um, but most most guides say that minions suck because they die. But yeah. um, my advice to you as a player, and this is the same with Monster Hunter even, um, don't worry too much about the meta. Just find your own way. Have fun with it. Uh, I will say as a druid, a lot of people aren't liking the druid right now in the meta. It's, but It's hard. I was like, dude, like, what the heck? Like, I mean, I was imploding the whole beginning, and then after a while, I got the hang I, I I got the hang of it, and uh, I do. I usually like I have, I have no build. I just whatever weapon I get, I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm. I'm changing my skills every every day, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, with every new weapon, I was like, okay, like it's gonna be, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a tough one. And then uh, I, it wasn't until later that my buddy was. He's a druid too. He was telling me he's like, yeah, apparently the druid is like it's supposed to be hard at the beginning and it's supposed to be a late bloomer. And I was just like, damn, I, I see it now because. It was rough. Yeah, a lot of people are saying in the late game he's really good, but he's got an itemization problem. There's a confirmed bug where the druid is finding barbarian items, and that shouldn't be happening. They should be that. finding druid items. Interesting. So, like, they gave us they gave a statistic that is like, if you're finding ten, let's say uniques, because item rarity goes from like normal to magical to rare to legendary to unique uh and unique is like sort of like the chase items depending on your build you you can't deck yourself out with all uniques because then your build will just be trash and all over the place you want certain uniques for certain builds yeah but yeah you find 10 uniques or whatever right and then like maybe half of them are going to be useful to your build or whatnot and like of those 10 uniques one of them is actually a druid one and another nine are barbarian ones because there's a bug in the um, loot drop table for druids so it's like oh okay that's gonna be so you're gonna have a tough time with that at the late game but they just announced yesterday or the day before that there's a giant patch coming in before season one which is like mid to late july is going to be fixing stuff like that and some other things that people have been concerned about. So there's a giant patch coming in like super soon to fix all that. I hope so. It's been tough in the streets over here with Druids. So I was like, damn. My first game, and I'm like, man, all the, all the, I stuck to it. I mean, I, I liked it, but. I will say, I overall, Diablo 4 is a much more difficult game in comparison to Diablo 3 and even Diablo 2. It is actively difficult in areas, and I enjoy that. Honestly, it's it's we, it is the opposite of what we're seeing with Monster Hunter, which is the game's getting easier with every iteration. It literally, like in my opinion, to to put it in Monster Hunter context, we went from Rise difficulty in Diablo three to Freedom Unite in Diablo four. Like, wow, that's a big jump. Right. It is. You actively have to care about what you're getting hit by. You actively have to care about what your resistances are. Uh, and it's kind of burning my one friend out who's super casual about it. 
he's the kind of guy that looks up a build, tries to do everything, doesn't understand why he's doing the build, and then gets frustrated and quits. Um, much love for him, but I mean, that's just how he plays. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's been having problems. He's like, God, you got to run dungeons with me for it. You got to do it. Cause like, I need help. And I'm like, dude, you're like, you're so better geared than me. Cause he's been spamming dungeons since like day four. Uh, you know, me, I'm a completionist. I have already found all the altars, done every dungeon. I've explored every area and beat the story. So I actually just finished all the areas today. It was my last area completed. So now I'm doing the dungeon spam. Now we're going in it. Yeah. Um, so uh, a little little more on uh, Ace's expertise and kind of stuff. Uh, so Monster Hunter stuff. Like, where are we at with Monster Hunter for you, Aphelis? Like, I know Rise, I didn't get to hear much about Rise, but Ace and I generally have liked Rise. What was your opinion of Rise and Sunbreak? I think I mean, they were good. I mean, like you said, they were easy. But, I mean, they had to do it for, like, you know, to get people in and stuff like that. But I like yeah. I like the story. Had a solid good story, and um, the only thing I didn't like was mm-hmm. probably like how long it took to get everything out, and and the kind of oh, like sure. the last monster was kind of like lackluster. Like eh, okay, Maldeno, the the silver one. I was like okay, well, whatever. Like it was fine. Yeah, I, I haven't even booted up the game since it was released. Like I'm Neither not. Have I. I've been. I yeah. I went through like a spell and I repicked it up before Diablo and I had been playing it like like getting all the all the newer like uh, skills and stuff that they added. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Diablo Four came in, I kind of like okay, I killed my, my, the new Malteno and then like okay, I'll stop it. I'm good. Yeah, I, I I came in for the last update the day it released. Uh, defeated Amatsu, defeated the Risen Gore. Or Shagaru, sorry, Risen Shagaru. And I was like, oh, I got a crown hunt Risen Shagaru. Hmm. No, I'm going to wait till Malzino comes out, and I haven't played since. Because uh, that leaves it right now of only two monsters I haven't crown hunted, which is. Yeah. Which is the new Malzino and Risen Shagaru. And yeah, crown hunting was my thing, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now to for the last two monsters. Like, mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I haven't uh, fought Primordial Malzino yet. Um, yeah, there you go, Primordial. There's there's the, the name. The last thing I did was uh, Amatsu, which Amatsu is a lot more fun, a lot more dangerous, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely unexpectedly got. I mean, so it's weird. I was able to solo it just fine by myself, but in a group we got board wiped by one of its ultimate hurricane moves. So, um, so the one that already has to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I accidentally was playing a little bit too loose and got myself caught in that. I think I was the reason that we failed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> everyone else, well, at least someone theoretically else fainted three times to cause that so two, <laughs> two or three i don't remember how many it has on the specific quest but it was interesting but yeah i haven't i think it's three yeah 
yeah, I haven't gone back in a while. Tears of Kingdom has been uh, sucking up all of my gaming time when I have it. Is that an Argy Dante keychain on your thing? Uh, yeah, actually. My whole uh, mic and stand oh, is actually nice. adorned with them. Got Tigrex over here. Yeah. Uh, Rathalos all the way over here. Got Lumu and Nargakuga right here. Braki, uh, Nargagante, and then Zenogre. So these were actually ones that they had at uh, GameStop a while ago. And as a birthday present last year, I think it was, or the year before maybe, uh, Andrea just got me the whole box. Like we asked if that'd be okay, and we just picked up the whole box of keychains. So I got like, so nice. I got like the whole, the whole set and everything, and had a, I think like, two to four doubles, I think. So, it's pretty cool. I've also got a Pookie Pookie that I originally was carrying around on my uh, keychain, but the like little ringlet snapped because it's kind of weak. So Broke. I've just been leaving these here because yeah, that was a kind of an indicator of how resilient they'd be on a key set so i just leave them here yeah. as a themed part of the podcast for myself see i think between rise and iphone and world world had a uh, or, or iphone had a better ending like why mm -hmm. than than rise did oh it, it felt more like complete oh absolutely yes. especially with like not even specifically talking about like the story just like in terms of the monster, the final mon final monster, in general, I mean, you can't top the the reinvention of the fat the Fatalis fight because that that just was like the happiest Monster Hunter fight I've had Whoa. in years. Like the whole the yeah. whole saga from Alatrion returning and then to Fatalis was just like. It's almost like one of those things of like, Fang. do you think they maybe made a Latrion difficult and kind of sucky with the the DPS check just to then come back and give us like a oh you thought you thought we were done and you thought that was the best we could do here's Fatalis we're gonna make it <laughs> a tough yeah. but fair fight and then once you get to the final stage we're gonna put in proof of the hero and make you suffer through the nostalgia that's 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 always been a thing though like proof of a hero being used at the end of a fight has been a thing since monster hunter one like like that is a that is a monster hunter trope yeah, but are, to put in proof you, of the hero are you gonna the end of a tell fight. me that you didn't have a little bit of like a like a hype a hype slash nostalgia like I, I surge I, okay. with the fatalis fight in, in specific I, I am not going to say I didn't because proof of a hero by itself will make me tear up without without a fight behind right. it. But but I will say that it when it happens I'm not I'm not thrown off by it. I'm like of course proof of a hero. Why wouldn't it be anything else? It's like the opposite of the Spanish Inquisition. You just shouldn't expect <laughs> it. <laughs> it's in my love making like playlist. Proof of a hero. That's how you finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I, I. 
legit i would put on so have you heard the jazz cd for monster hunter the 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 official monster hunter jazz stuff i haven't um so like that's a that's a pretty popular you could look it up on youtube it's it's pretty good but i legit would put the jazz the poke version as a lovemaking one i 100 percent would it it goes hard well, on we'll try that Oh, I'm a, I'm a bookmark right now. Bookmark it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't remember what it's called. It's not it's, the black loot is the metal one. I don't remember what the jazz one is called. Um, but I'll have to look it up because it's all the characters in Japanese. But yeah, so so what do we feel about the future of Monster Hunter right now? Because right now we're in we're in a gray gray area. We don't know what's happening. I'm right. Gonna- they had a Capcom showcase. We had Bupkiss for Monster Hunter on that showcase. Like, like they mentioned that there is a twenty-year anniversary during the stream and showed nothing for it. But, um, well, didn't they? Like, so where do you think Monster we're Hunter going? Now, I thought. At least I thought that I saw that. The mobile. The mobile. I mean, it's like it's like it's like Diablo Immortal. It doesn't exist to me. <laughs> like that's not a thing. Uh, I mean, I've been playing the beta, so I can confirm that it does exist. Um, How do you like it? I tried to get in it. I uh, I think it's what you would expect with it being a mobile monster hunter made by Niantic. I don't know if you ever played uh, Monster Hunter Dynamic Hunting on iOS, so like uh, the iTunes store back in the day. But it's a lot of like gesture-based stuff for the combat. all world monsters. Uh, you'll be happy to know, for it's one. Of course, Diablos made the cut, and he has to. He's he's one of the three. He has to. Yeah, theoretically, but you know, he wasn't one of the ones that was. He's only initially that initially showed up, but mm. he was in there. Um, but it does a lot of like gesture base where you like swipe up or swipe left right to dodge and stuff like that you tap to use the weapons if they're a charge weapon you press and hold on the screen uh for like sword and shield you press and hold to use the uh shield and then they have like ultimate moves that once you build up a certain number of hits then you can do like ultimate move so it'll be like for great sword it's like the charge slash where you do like the windmill thing with a long sword it's the the anime one where you go up in the air, come down, and then it has the delayed helm splitter. Yeah. Helm splitter. Is there a lot of walking involved, like the Pokemon Go and stuff? Uh, yeah. Like, so, to... so kind of sadly, uh, recently they did an update, or they removed it from beta, or something is going on because um, I couldn't use it. And it kept telling me to update the app and update the app when I already had updated it. And I was yeah. like, all right, maybe oh. I need to delete it and reinstall it. I did that once, still didn't work. Did it twice, still didn't work. Then the third time, it just completely disappeared and I can't pull it up in the store and download it. So, Dang. Uh, But yeah, I was hmm. using that as a partial excuse to get out and be more active and walk around. So, theoretically, it would be. I actually live in. 
I live in town now, so I could essentially do that because that was what stopped me from playing Pokemon Go is just living in the country where there's no Poke stops. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, well, you'll be happy to know that there's uh, a lot less focus on like the geographical like markers uh, because those mm-hmm. essentially are like resource spots. They're not like gyms or locations where the monsters are. Uh, where you get your your honey and herbs right or like bone bone piles and uh mining points and stuff like that uh i'm gonna be legit mad if my house doesn't isn't near a bone reserve because literally i live across from a graveyard (laughs) (laughs) that'd be funny um yeah like literally the thing across my house is the the town graveyard. I, I, I hope maybe that you can add it because I know Pokemon Go you can make certain spots gym if you reach mm-hmm. a certain level. Maybe you can add it. That's it. Boom, and you better do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if if I play the game, I notoriously do not like cell phone games. So. But yeah, uh, around our house, I'm I was typically able to get uh, two to three large monsters, and then uh, they have different. Uh, things that you can use so you can, like the incense, you can sort of boost the range or whatever. Mm. Well, I don't know if the incense does that, but you can like boost the range and reach a little bit wider so you can pull more monsters and stuff like that. Um, And then even going up north too recently there were some spawning around when when I pull up Pokemon Go, it hardly pulls up anything ever up there. So it's Mm. a lot more... uh, interactive i would say than pokemon go so if you're looking for uh okay another excuse to get it more active there's one right there for uh, when that uh, eventually comes out that, that, definitely getting it i'm surprised they didn't use the flute you guys remember the flute to attract uh, monsters and the uh, unite and the older game yeah you could use the flute. yes i, I do not. was that the first game no i think uh, uh, also in the in the freedom you you, you can play yeah, a flute and it would attract it... the big monsters yeah, you. There was the flute was in the first one, and it survived up until Freedom Unite, and then we didn't get it in three and all. Further. I think it was maybe the horn. They changed it to being. Oh, okay, the horn okay, yeah, yeah. Because I remember taking uh-huh. out a horn, and you're like, burr, 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 and then a monster comes. I think. I I've never used that very much in Freedom Unite. I mainly just. Yeah. It. it it is the horn. Um, yeah, it is. It you are right. That's what it was called, the horn. The horn. Because like you, but I never used it either. Because what you would have used it for is to combine it with demon drugs to get the, the demon horn and the health horn and the. Um, to buff everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was. In... It was the base for the com- combinations. But if you used it by itself, it would attract monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Back in my first playthrough of Freedom Unite. Uh... I would just use the tried and true strategy of just running around the map like a kid with my head cut off. I knew how to use uh, paintballs and stuff, but uh, sometimes my paint paintball reserves were low, and then uh, I had to run around and try to find them, or it would just wear off, and I'd have to run around and try to find them. I remember uh, specifically uh, D rank mm-hmm. Ezu in the old jungle was a pain in the ass because uh once it got the super low health it would go to literally like 
the opposite end of the map in like the very end of the cave system and yeah oh yeah that was a carryover from monster hunter one it did it too because it would fly and it would land in that water area walk for like four steps and they would fly up and they would go into that cave area and take forever to crawl across the ceiling and then hang down eventually yeah so there were there were quite a few uh timeouts on the quest back in the day also uh Mm -hmm. i don't remember if i've ever actually looked it up but did you guys ever try to catch the uh little lobster or crayfish or whatever that was in that water area that would oh for for hours (laughs) for hours i legit thought that's how you got the lobster armor for ever in the original monster hunter till it was later found out to be a drop from plesioth that's the one that you tried to hit and it would like fly back right yeah. Yes. The lobster? Yeah. Or if you just get okay. too close yeah, to it, it would just run away. I, I tried so many times to like either to hit it or to like make sure I brought a net to see if I could catch it that way. But it just seems to be like an endemic life sort of that is sort of interactable in a sense where it will run away from you, but you can't actually do yeah. anything with it. Such a, yeah, such a goofy little thing. That. Yeah, I definitely remember it because I spent I I failed a quest just to deal with that lobster one time because <laughs> I I wanted to to make the small lobster. It was specifically in Monster Hunter One that I did this. I remember it. Oh, by the way, while I was at mom and dad's, my dad was like, "Hey, I we got some of your old game stuff in the so they have a new uh well I it's supposed to be for work." But it's this giant shed that they built in the back. It's metal, but in a tote, all of our old gaming stuff. And I was supposed to be in my brother's room, but apparently he kicked it out and didn't tell me. Mm. Um, In there is the old PlayStation 2 that I used to use and the memory card. So I might be able to resurrect my original Monster Hunter save. Nice. Uh, I haven't tried yet, but... The stuff has been found, and I know I still have PS2 copies here at this house uh-huh. because of my collection. I have four copies of Monster Hunter on PS2 right now, so one of them's bound to work. I have one copy, but That's I don't have a PS2, so eventually. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I've got I did not two PSPs, myself. one of which I think the disc slash optical drive does not work. So mm-hmm. that's when I got the replacement one, and that one works. So I've been uh, playing on my... Uh... Didn't you also get a Vita? Yeah, I have a Vita. Um, mm-hmm. So I have sort of been going back to my uh, original save, which is a little bit shy of a 1,000 hours of playtime. But that was since I like started that in middle school. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. did start a new playthrough on uh, the Vita because I digitally downloaded it before the uh, store closed down because I think it's closed down now. Or maybe that was just the Wii U and DS maybe. shop. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing through that like really like sparsely here and there. And having a second d-pad that's programmable so you can 
move around and not have to do the uh, claw of oh, arthritis is very, very nice. My my brother and I have a couple times discussed going back to uh, Generations Ultimate for me to crown hunt and him just wanting to play the uh, uh, cat again. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we've, we've discussed doing that, but I personally, I don't think I would ever go back before Generations Ultimate at this point. Like, if I, like, you and I played a little bit on 3 Ultimate, but even that was painful for me. Like, that was like, oh, I, I don't like this anymore. I love the game, but, like, well, the quality of life is terrible. Well, there's one of the uh, things that I was going to bring up for the future of Monster, Monster Hunter is that I hope they bring back water combat and exploration. Mm-hmm. Because I think that would be a great environment to see realized in, like, a current-gen platform, even on, like, the Switch. I think... Adult Goble. Let's do it. Adult Goble. I mean, hell yeah. I'd be happy to see that. Um, I mean, like, they came up with the wire bugs, so I'm sure they could come up with some sort of endemic life and or way around there being slow or clunky traversal underwater. Like, you could theoretically mm-hmm. just have it be, like, rays or something like that, or fish. Or have it be, like, a lamprey Dolphins. that attaches to your... Yeah armor or something goofy like that you have a dolphin buddy that you surf slash ride on oh yeah thank you dolphin buddy pokemon palafin i i you know what i i don't care what anyone says the newest pokemon's by far my favorite designs mm. lately baxcalibur palafin so many good ones i mean i like my superhero dolphin <laughs> it was so I mean it was an interesting one when I thought I've also said it before yeah. too I would take uh, an entire like mainline Monster Hunter game in the art style of like stories sure yeah I'm okay with that most people are going to want world though they're going to want the the as realistic as focus possible. on realism yeah, yeah the Focus on real ecology. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. It's not even, even Monster Hunter World had some stupid stuff when it comes to ecology. Like, I don't. Don't get me Wick- started. The Wigglers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Is it Iceborne? Yeah, Iceborne commits the highest sin for me on ecology, which is the Rajong eating Kieran's horn, <laughs> which is just so so dumb. Have you heard my rant about this, Aphelos? I have not. So, literally every single hunter's note that mentions Kieran mentions how rare it is and how they've known about it since the beginning and there have been sightings, but because it's so rare that there is not a lot of information on Kieran, even up to World. World, they're like... It is still a mythical beast that we see once in a while and we know jack shit about it. And that is literally what the Hunter's Notes says. Don't know enough. Haven't seen it enough. We know it's a thing. That's about it, right? Right. Then we have Rajong, which is A, not rare. B, you know, been in every game since it came out, feels like. And then 
it powers up by eating Karen horns? That doesn't make any sense because do you realize that the predator to prey ratio needed for every Rajong <laughs> to become a super Rajong for there to be that many Kirins when they literally say it's the rarest monster in the Monster Hunter universe? Like, that means that Rajong has to be incredibly rare as well and even more rare than Kirin for that to be feasible. But then it wouldn't even be feasible because it's rare. So they would never meet in the wild naturally. So, like... Maybe, maybe next year you'll get me. something like the Red Jang population dying because they overate. <laughs> well, maybe... Uh, they drove yeah, it to extinction. Well, maybe Kirin horns are like gecko tails. They just regrow, regrow like crazy. No, they clearly show the Kirin dying from of its horn popped off in that cutscene. You see nothing of that Karen once it's broken. It's, it's tossed aside. Like you don't see, and you know, it'd be, I, I would lend more credit to the theory. If we actually saw Karen's without horns, if that would be a thing, like a quest of like the hornless Karen, mm-hmm. right? Nope. Not a thing. Never been a thing. So this is literally like this literally it is the thing ecologically I hate the most in Monster Hunter and they confirmed it in Iceborne and I was I was furious. I was I wrote articles, I wrote <laughs> I wrote so many Twitter posts. I was like you guys suck and I hate all of you. Whoever decided to to make a cutscene out of this scenario you're fired in my brain. You're fired. Get out of here. I hate you. <laughs> I, I found it more ridiculous that the captain was fighting the Red Jane. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Yeah. I do like how they make the NPCs in the later Monster Hunters less helpless. Uh-huh. I do like that. Well, I mean, um, they, they made the handler have like ridiculously high stamina. Or going from the back of a Aptanoth to the back of a Jagras to the back of a freaking Devil Joe. <laughs> she's the uh, she's the Mister Magoo of, of Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like uh, Rage Gaming's uh, insert on it when he was playing through, where he just puts the carnival music that. Yeah, because it's just a it's just a madhouse. Like, yeah, if I can't have yeah, that I much mean, stamina to go between those three, why does she get to have that much stamina? Because all she does is eat. True. Very true. Like, we ate like we get to eat once before a quest. She gets to eat like seven times before a quest. Or maybe like, she's eating, the- and then we get on the quest and she's eating, and then we come back and she's eating. Well, yeah, I was say, <laughs> maybe she's pulling a link, and in between flying from one monster to another, she's just quick popping like a chicken wing in her mouth. Yeah, she has like three stamina parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got her whole stamina that's just three rings around it. Yeah. <laughs> The Tears of the Kingdom slash Breath of the Wild stamina circle. Yeah, that's um, why. That's what I'd say I'd yep. also like to see Nursula and Giggy Knox come back because 
I like the creepy monsters. Cool. I think Plesioth also needs to return. And if they bring Lavasioth back, they need to uh, return the Piscine stature to its former glory and not have them be like Small. tiny. <laughs> tiny. Mm -hmm. Like the just comparing even Plesioth to like Lavasioth, it's leagues different. Like G rank Plesioth stands what, like two to three times your height? Maybe even four. Yeah. And like that's where the hip check memes come from because he's so big in G rank that his hitbox is a lot larger than you'd expect. It is, yeah. Mm hmm But like Yeah, no. I mean I've yeah. talked about that before where legit Plesioth and Gravius were so huge in comparison to any other monster. It was just that there's not a comparable monster in Rise. Like there just that'd isn't. That'd be another thing too for Gen Six, not having implied monsters not be included. Because That's what I said. What with oh. our final with our final count, what we had Zamtrios not 13. included. We had uh Jet Great Jaggy not included. So many more. Like Great Jagras. Uh, Tetsukabra. Um, Egnactor was the one that hurt me the most. Uh, yeah. uh, Gravius? Gravius? Yes. Because we have Basarius. We have Gravius skulls. That's true. In yeah. Rise. Monoblos, because of Hermitar. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. And friggin' Plum Daimyo Hermitar and Shogun Sanitar. Why didn't those make any appearances? That's true. Yeah. Not a fan? Not a fan of those two? No, they're fine. I mean, I've never really been hyped about subspecies. Like, they're okay. More monsters. But... It is. I, I won't disagree, but... I don't think we even got... We didn't get Red Kezu, did we? No. No. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And, and that's the problem I'm, with I'm sure there was like, there was enough penis jokes already. They didn't want to go with the red rocket. They really didn't. <laughs> I was gonna say they did. They didn't want. Uh, they didn't want angry, sad beard man to come back. I don't know if you if you remember <laughs> wow. that at all, Aphlis, but that was an interesting time for the game as well. Yeah. The the. The guy who quit Monster Hunter because of low rank kazoo. Oh, okay, I remember. Okay, yeah, and it's weird too because he, yeah. like, I at the time investigated and I was like, "You played World, like, did you not listen to like any of the tutorial?" Because I like watched, like, leading up to him getting triple carded, mm -hmm. and like he's just not really using much of the new mechanics and i'm like are you intentionally nope. doing this are you intentionally making your experience worse by not using the mechanics in the game and the mobility because like i'm super hyped with the amount of mobility that we have in this like can you imagine if we had this in the first game or like in freedom unite how crazy that would have been mm -hmm. like but whatever 
I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, it took me a while to get used to the to the to the bugs. Uh-huh. But once I got it, I mean, I, it's just like second nature now. Like, like I can't oh, yeah. move around the map without it now. Yeah, I've gone back. I I, le- I legit stuck hard to greatsword because of the wire bugs. Like <laughs> I can't, like I can't even try to begin to play anything else at this point. And you know, everyone uses the, the what was it, the strong arm, where they get hit and they ha- hit back. Screw that. From the from day one, I was always using the the one where you vault up, bounce up, and do the aerial great sword yeah. charge. Even when it still costed two mm. wire bugs, I was still legit using it. And people are like, "Why?" And then the push block, like instead of the shoulder check, like I, dude, if anything stays, we gotta have the switch skills. Like the switch skills is the thing that we have to keep because I want to keep a great sword that can block, because the push block made greatsword for me in all of rise i never moved or changed any of my wirebug things from base rise to end of uh sunbreak because i was so in love with those wirebug moves and switch skills mm-hmm. like i was just sold yeah and it, and it, it felt like new weapons i, I mean every every like if, if you change one or two things it just feels like a brand new game now so yeah they did they did right by that they did right okay yeah Switch skills need to stay. I st- I'm still of the opinion, because I thought we would have got something in the Capcom showcase that we just recently got. I'm still of the opinion that we're not even going to hear about a new Monster Hunter this year, personally. Like, I feel like we're going to be in the dark a little longer than usual, because I think they're going to take a little more time to follow up whatever the next Monster Hunter is. Mm-hmm. Per- personally, that's what I feel, but I could be wrong. Um and honestly, with Diablo 4, because it's gonna, I'm going to be stuck in that game probably the rest of the year, no doubt, for me. Like, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can have a break from Monster Hunter for a couple of years, I think, at this point. Because I went so hard on World and Iceborne and then so hard on Rise and Sunbreak that, like, I kind of burnt myself out towards the end of Sunbreak. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even just, like, it, and and I, I will say, like, my dedication to Rise and Sunbreak was a lot longer than... Because if you remember, Ace, Sunbreak came out, we had how many? Like, we had, like, you know, sometimes three rooms of people hunting together on the Discord. Yep. And then it dropped off hard, and I would say I was play, playing a lot longer than a lot of people because I was doing the crown hunting. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how I got, like, what am I at? Like, 1,300 hours now on Sunbreak. And I beat Sunbreak on PC as well. Like, I did it on Switch and PC. So, I'm ready for the next one. Like, I can't, like, I might fight Primal Alzino. Primordial, sorry. Primordial Alzino. I might. I don't think I am. To be honest, like I just, I'm done. I'm ready for the next thing. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's gonna come back on the Switch, or what? What's the lifespan of the Switch now? Like, I mean, they keep saying that we're halfway through the Switch's lifespan. Nintendo yeah. keeps saying that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like every month or every other month we also get like a rumor of the like high end Switch. Switch like, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now high performance which i think if they were to do that 
they'd be stupid not to go with the sort of nostalgia bait naming and call it a super switch because like let's be honest (laughs) why would you not do that why would you not like go for that nostalgia factor like don't i mean i i get i get what you're saying but like you remember when the first rumors came out and we ended up getting the oled instead you remember i have the same opinion as i did then no it's not happening it's not a thing and i was entirely right it was just the oled yeah and I feel like we are not getting a new Switch. They're going to run this thing dry for the next, at least, in well, my opinion, three or four years. I think we would be getting a new and... Switch just based on the fact that like this is, what, their best-selling console. So I think they would upgrade and improve it, possibly keep it at the same price point, and just discontinue and discount yeah. the normal and the OLED and the light. Because that would be what makes most sense to me um i would say they they just need to make sure that they don't this is the same stuff that they did with the wii u and completely mismarket it and also have a poor naming for it because going yeah. from the wii to the wii u just makes it sound like it's sort of an extension of the wii which it wasn't they should have called it like the nintendo gamepad pro or something like that like differentiate while, it. while it's un while it's undeniable that the wii u was a marketing problem with because people just didn't realize it was another that was undeniable to the casual audience right mm-hmm. what really killed the wii u in my opinion is the quick drop off of support of no other games and well, then there was a long dry spell of nintendo keeping it alive. i would say that those things compounded each other because, like, you gotta figure, they're the family gaming but company, let's be, let... and like, you didn't clearly specify that it's a separate separate console with the name, and like just general right. sort of like soccer mom type people who are gonna be buying these types of consoles for their kids isn't necessarily gonna know the difference, and they're not necessarily gonna be wanting to pay, like what was it, $300, $400 at the time? I think $300. Um, mm-hmm. they are not going to be wanting to pay for that when they've already possibly got a Wii, or if they can just get a Wii for like 100 bucks or like 150 or whatever it was at the time. So like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta clearly define it, you've gotta market it, and you've gotta differentiate it, because if you don't do that... And it- I mean, yes, for sure. But I, I I think that that wasn't the only problem is what I'm trying to right. say. It's like there was there was a lack of support by other companies and it was like straight up like um, like the Rayman Legends debacle from Ubisoft. Like Ubisoft treated Nintendo like garbage during that time. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't like Ubisoft in general, so it wasn't like I was super hyped for Rayman Legends, but like you got, and then you got like, if you got a port on the Switch, or or not a Switch, sorry, on the Wii U, it was a terrible port that they didn't put a lot of effort in. And then, but I'm going to be honest, like of that generation of gaming, so we're talking like PS3 uh, and what was it? Xbox 360. 360? Really? 
No, I thought because Wii U came out and then it was PS4 and Xbox One, I think. Wii U came out a lot earlier than the other two, but I think that's more the generation we're talking about. What I'm trying to say is, around that time period, when Nintendo's kind of offset themselves from the other gaming generations yeah. at this point because of, because of the Wii U, honestly, uh, and the Switch. Um, I will say that most of the games that were coming out on, on PlayStation and Xbox, I wouldn't have played anyways, personally. Uh-huh. Like, I think that the Wii U, when you look back, had the fire games at that time. Oh yeah. And then you have, there's some certainly good award winners from the other systems at that time, but like, they're not like super iconic. Like, like, uh, I cannot think of a series or a game that came out during that time that is like beloved on the, the, the ranks of like remembering gaming forever. Maybe the shadow of Mordor games. Cause that was around that time. But everything else was just sequelitis. You know what I mean? Like it was just sequel, 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 or or Order eighteen eighty six. Or we're talking like early PS four days. Like, like there was no reason for me to get a PS four until Mortal Kombat X came out. Like for me, like there was no reason to get Xbox One ever because things come out on on the computer if you have one. But (laughs) like. I, it was just it's a weird time in the generation because we talk about how much the Wii U failed but like honestly I think in the end it won because it has the best games of that time period like I can't I literally can't think of other games that stack up in that time period mm-hmm. can you guys no well because Last of Us has already been out for a long time by that time yeah I mean Last of Us definitely one of the best from PlayStation at that time, and still is, I would say. But uh, I don't think it came out at the same time around the Wii U, did it? When when did Last of Us come out? Twenty thirteen, the first time. Twenty thirteen. Okay, so that's one of them. You're that's legit. There has to be other stuff like that. Was (laughs) I like really got into gaming around like. 2016 i would say so like that's where my game okay. really picked so, up so i'm trying to so shadow the the lord of the ring shadow of wardor and shadow of war around that time we had already been done with mass effect we had dragon age inquisition during that time because I'm, I'm trying to remember four? this based on where yeah we had doom 2016 in this era too early play ps4 Titanfall 2, Titanfall 1. So there's some. But, what, but like, I could name, like, 13 Wii U games that I love and that we play on Switch still, like Mario Kart 8, Pikmin 3. Mass Effect like, 2 was 2010. I don't th- that's pre-Wii U by two years. So 2013? I mean, Grand Theft Auto 5, then. We're talking 2013. Fair. I never played it, but fair. Yeah. I, mean, I just I just remember looking looking support. at PlayStation's catalog. <laughs> yeah. I remember just looking at PlayStation's catalog at that time. It was like I care about none of this. Like none none of this is is good. Um hey, we might hey, have Bruce, got please. That came out in twenty thirteen. 
Papers, Please is an indie game on PC at the <laughs> time. It is not. It was. It was out on Vita. It's out on. It has a release on Vita. No, the Vita was worse than the Wii U. Man, you can't use that as an argument. <laughs> you cannot. I mean, sh- like stuff like Shovel Knight, like, and the Wii U was also important in indie games, right? Because they, they, yeah, you know, like Shovel Knight debuted on the Wii yep. U, and like. Shovel Knight did well on the Wii U, despite the install. Bioshock base. Infinite, uh, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Yeah, but a lot of people liked Black Flag, but I wouldn't call that a notable Saints entry in the series. Saints Row 4, honestly. Battlefield 4, Metro Last Light. Yeah, see, you're, you're, you're naming games, but like I don't feel Home like those Raider. are super beloved. The... The Wolf Among mm. Us. The new Tomb Raiders aren't aren't bad. Wolf Among Us is a good, is a notable one, that's for sure. Dead Rising. All the Telltale 3, games came out during Beyond that time. Beyond Two Souls, the uh, actual Ellen Page that's, that's just a meme. game. That's a meme game at this point. That's not uh, no. <laughs> oh man, I have got to meet these guys. My Facebook friends are like freaking blowing things up. Wakamele. Stop talking about Diablo while I'm trying to podcast. Dead Space Three. Come on, man. Everyone loves. Dead, uh, oh, you're going. You a, of you of all people action, are going to put up Dead Space Three. Super action oriented horror game. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I see how you are. I haven't played it yet. I have oh, it. Geez. Uh, because I. I know I have it on PlayStation. Uh. Digitally, and then I also because I have the EA Play thing with uh, uh, Steam, I have it on that. Yeah, I just haven't played any of it yet. So, but yeah, I don't know. It was a weird, oh, it was I'll, a weird time in gaming, and it might just be my personal opinion that that the game sucked at that time. Outlast, but who knows? Call of Duty Ghosts. I played that on the Wii U, and I enjoyed it on the Wii U. I didn't play it. Once they started going into the super sci-fi avenues with Call of Duty, that made it fall off for me. Just because I was like, why wouldn't I just then get an Xbox and play Halo? Like, why are we doing this? Because because Halo fell off, and Halo wasn't near as good at that time. That's why. Yeah. And then EA tried to make their um, own Halo with Anthem, and that failed miserably. I mean, EA also had a better series that was like Halo called Titanfall that they fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't fuck it up as in, like, it was a legit good game. They fucked it up by killing it marketing-wise. Like, do you, you remember the debacle of Titanfall 2? Do you remember that release date? Vaguely, no. yeah. So, week one, newest Call of Duty. Week two, Titanfall 2. Week three, Battlefield, whatever the next one is. Like, it was Battlefield 4. Yeah. So, they literally put Titanfall between the two biggest other shooters in the whole fucking gaming industry and expected Titanfall 2 to sell well. Yeah, well... They also uh, ditched making a third one in favor of uh, a uh, 
free for all battle royale whichever one that is apex legends i think yeah it's in the titanfall universe but it's not Titanfall. it was originally supposed to be titanfall 3 but then they scrapped it and turned it into apex legends i know that it is not titanfall and i will not be playing it until it's titanfall (laughs) fair enough i like titanfall i don't care about apex like I'm not into the battle royale stuff. Like I play Fortnite with the girls occasionally, and that's it. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, there was. A, I was going to ask you something, or, or I guess a little bit more on on Diablo Four for you, Aphlus. So you said you're just kind of like trying on different weapons and stuff with the druid. I don't know the druid's class mechanic yet. Like, what is the class mechanic that you get? unlock there's like some sort of mechanic that you unlock through like a quest have you done that yet everyone has one i, I don't know i have maybe? maybe i'm horrible at like going through like linear stuff like i said i just go like oh like it's shiny and, like, and so, that's it like what i mean, was I, gonna I, try uh-huh. I, I don't know the druid class mechanic because I can't relate it as well, but that everyone has a class mechanic. I just don't know what the druids is. Um, but the difference of like, uh, so like, let's say the sorceress, they get to take their skills that they have and make them into a passive bonus. Um, so they get to do this thing on their little spells and like, hey, I can cast fireball, but I can also make meteor a passive bonus that says whenever I cast anything, meteors fall out of the sky or whatever. So that's like the, the sorceress slash sorcerer mechanic. The mechanic for the necromancer is the book of the dead, which is I get to pick the skeletons and the golem and that kind of stuff. I get to customize them through the book of the dead. What I was going to say is something you need to look out eventually when you start getting legendary powers and stuff is sort of like one of the big things in Diablo is generating your build and sort of picking a theme so one of the things that I did in my skills is, so my skills are skeleton, uh, army of the dead, golem. So all minion skills. And army of the dead is my ultimate, my quote unquote, you know, the the, the skill near the end of the skill tree that you actually actively use. Yeah. Um, um, and army of the dead, just like a bunch of zombies or skeletons come out of the ground and explode on people. Like they run up and they're like kamikaze skeletons explode. Um, and I have a thing that summons my stuff if they're dead while doing that. Um, and then uh, my last one is corpse tendrils where I have a bunch of like tentacles that come out of a corpse and pull everything to that corpse so I can dunk on everything, group them up. And then bone skills, which are like splint, bone splinters and then a bone spear. So I have a bunch of legendary properties that aid bone spear and the, the minions and stuff like the legendary property that gives me more skeleton mages, more skeleton warriors. I've got a legendary property that gives me uh, like bone spear instead of just being a spear that goes out and comes back. It, it's now a spear that goes out and comes back and puts an echo of itself along every tick of the path and, and back. Yeah. So it's like doing like triple damage and stuff. So I was going to say, when you start, you know, getting more used to the game, you're probably going to want to sort of like fit yourself into an idea and sort of build those legendary things around that idea. And that's probably going to help your power a lot because mine is mostly focused on minions, but my backup, so like sort of my side strategy is me as a character is throwing out the bone spears 
and I'm basically, you know, uh, there's the thing vulnerability where like things take like 50% extra damage if they're vulnerable and they get the purple health thing around their bar. Um, it can happen to you too. Cause you'll see your health bar get like cracked up. Yeah. So like a lot of my skills also make things vulnerable, which means my minions do more damage, which means I do more damage. So I kind of focused on minions making things, me making things vulnerable so the minions could beat up on them. So, huh. like, so just sort of give you an idea of what you can sort of do later on. I don't have context for Druid to be able to help you out and say like, you could do this or you could do this. Like I haven't even looked at the Druid skills. All I know is that there's werewolf skills, there's uh, elemental skills, and there are bear skills. And correct. I, I might want to be doing a werewolf build with rabies because I love Diablo 2's rabies build, which was fun as hell. I don't know how it works on Druid, but old Diablo 2, if you had a rabies werewolf, you would bite an enemy and the spread of poison would fill the screen. All the monsters became poisoned and died. Like, it was fun. Well, the the thing I'm doing right now is this is the last skill that makes it that every time you do... Because mm -hmm. there's earth skills and storm skills. So every time you mm -hmm. do a storm skill, you have a chance to throw out a, an earth skill and vice versa. Oh, and then okay. I have a skill that makes it that all werewolf and bear skills are element skills now. So if oh. I use a werewolf skill, it can throw out an earth skill at the same time. So you can double skill it. Okay. So now even an ultimate. So if I do an ultimate, I can do the storm ultimate and do the earth ultimate at the same time with without paying extra cost. Interesting. And so what I'm doing is I'm using that as my base. That's my base idea. And I'm using the, the a skill on my weapon that makes werewolf and werebear skills, elemental skills. So I use the bear landslide. And mm -hmm. no, it's, I got another skill that does trample. And when you do trample, mm -hmm. it does landslide, which is like this whole thing that I don't know if yeah. you've seen it already. Okay. And then my friend was like, oh, dude, if you get... This other skill, you can do it 12 times that attack. So now, like, I do this oh wave of, of trample, and I do a landslide 12 times, and it goes back and forth. And there's a chance it also throws lightning down when I'm <laughs> doing it. So, so you see cool. the barrel running, and then you see lightning shooting down. And then if anything survives, I just bolt it, and it ults, and then it does petrify at the same time. So that, that's my idea. See. But it, it's a okay. cool idea. But it has very little survivability. So I'm trying to like, because it's very yes. squishy. It's like a glass cannon. If I don't do it right away, like, it's like okay, like I'm going to get hit on it. So yeah, like, I have to like certain, find stuff. There are certain properties on this, the champion monsters that if I see them, I have to be extremely careful. Like if anything's fire enchanted, just to, just to sort of fill you in, um, Ace. So fire enchanted monster shoots out these triangle of fire waves, right? Wow. And in certain situations, if I get hit by any one of those pieces, I die. Okay. And then if you kill it, it explodes in a giant radius. So then I can't be near it. Yeah. Yeah. So then you get in these situations where it's also, what, what do they call suppressors? So I get a fire enchanted suppressor, right? Which means it has a bubble around it, which no range attacks can get in. You have to get in the bubble. You have to get into the Gungan bubble shield okay. to fight it. And I am 
ranged. So, like, I have to get up close where I don't want to be and deal with this fire enchanting, exploding shit in the bubble. So now I have less room to move. So, like, there's just certain things that just kill me. Like, I just... One friend was talking to me. He's like, how do you play without... Because everyone, like, everyone's trying to run, like, some meta skills or builds or whatever. So Blood Mist is the Necromancer escape one. Because if you ever get stunned or locked down, you can use Blood Mist. Basically, you turn into a vampire. And you just, like, turn into a cloud of blood and you escape anything. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't use it. I have I don't have room on my build to use that. I've got all the skeleton shit. I can't. I I need all the the army. So what what I end up doing when there's monsters like that is I have this thing on the iron golem. And it's like you go smash. So iron golem runs up. He becomes unstoppable, <laughs> which means he can't he can't get hurt. Yeah. And he runs up, smash, stuns everything. Right. I then have to keep hitting it with a bone spear. Hope it drops a corpse. Cause like corpse is one of the resources that drops. Uh, and I run up, hope it drops a corpse. And then I do corpse tendrils, which makes it vulnerable and stuns it for a certain amount of time. And then maybe hopefully my ice skeleton mages have frozen it. And then I have stun locked the monster till I killed it and it's dead. And I don't have to worry about any of those things. However, if none of those things happen in the right order, I die. And I'm in the same boat, very glass cannon. <laughs> yeah. So I have actually been trying to build more defensively so that I can survive if I get hit by one of those things. And I'm actually, I can get hit once or twice now. But it used to be like, if there were certain affixes, I'm just out. Done. Dead. Like, like literally, like I've had situations, there's, a, there's, a, there's an affix that's also teleporter. Yeah. And they literally teleport on top of you. And if you're a ranged character, say goodnight. Because all of those things just shot off at once. And I was just dead. Oof. Like That sucks. I will I will never play this game in hardcore. Fuck that. Like I have <laughs> never played hardcore for much time in this game series. Um so one thing I want to ask you, Aphos, are you I know obviously I know you're a huge Monster Hunter fan. Um, but have you had any plans to play the new Zelda or is that something that's not normally your thing? Um, not normally my thing. Uh, funny enough okay. though, while that new Zelda game came out, I was replaying Majora's Mask. I, I like the darker oh. ones, but like Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess. Sure. And uh, the, those two are the ones that I played the most. Yeah, I would and, say those uh, are the exactly two dark ones, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I haven't really touched the, the other two. They look fun. I might get them for the for the kids and stuff. That like, yeah. Just just curious because, yeah, I, I'm not as big of a Zelda fan as Ace is here, but I have been enjoying my time. I I will finish Zelda. It is inevitability that I will be be uh, finishing it at some point. But I mean, it's Diablo is a very dark game. So I could, do you kind of like usually like darker games? Did, didn't you also like Bloodborne? I think I yeah. remember you talking Bloodborne. about Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne. Yeah, so definitely the darker games are, are, are the ones I gravitate towards. Uh, also games that I can just pick up and like just pick up and drop really, really fast. So like I also yeah. play a lot of Call of Duty. Like, mm-hmm. I got five minutes, I go in a match to then drop it. Like, yeah, I, I I eventually get the, get the itch to kill other people online and we'll get a call of duty game and play it <laughs> haven't had one in a i played cold war 
pretty heavily for about a month and a half, and then that's the last one I played. So I don't. I think Vanguard came out after that. And then did Modern Warfare. Oh no, I did play Modern Warfare, to remake or whatever it was. That's the one I've been playing because because you you don't have that crap of like space stuff. It's just good old on the ground. Yeah. No, I I did play Modern Warfare. I, I I remember that. I played I played with my friend Jacob uh, slash Gmo. Uh, for people who listen to, uh, well, I almost said Game Grumps. No, Bickering Bucks. Uh, that's my other show where me and a bunch of friends play a game as like a book club thing and then talk about it afterwards. He's on that show. Uh, he played Call of Duty with me and we played Modern Warfare too. I golded so many guns so fast in that one. Like it was, I golded, I think the first two guns in every category. Nice. Cause that's what I like to do. I like to play every gun. I'm a sniper. I, I, I go quick scope and I just put the smart scope on it. And just keep running. <sighs> go, 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 go. I'm a, I, I'm a, people call me a camper, but I'm really not. I'm a slow scoper. Slow I scoper. will sit there. So I, what I like to Find call myself tunnel. is a, not just that, I, I like to patrol like three different points. So I'll sit in one spot and I'll shoot three or four people that I see. Then I'll dive out of the way, go to a different point, point at a different angle of someone else, shoot a couple times, move away. So like I like to patrol an area as a sniper. All right. Um, I, I like that. Uh, I also tend to no scope a lot out of panic. Uh <laughs> Not because I'm good, just because someone runs up on me like, oh shit! <laughs> oh, whew, okay, we're Got safe. It. And then I die because someone else came up on me because I was so flabbergasted that I actually. <laughs> I'm 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 halfway decent at Call of Duty. I'm actually pretty halfway decent at shooters. Uh, so okay, yeah, I was just uh, trying to get a more feel because like. Obviously, most of the stuff we talked about before it was exclusively a monster in a show, so I didn't get to hear about your other gaming stuff at that time. Um, yeah, now I mean, uh, Monster Hunter is, is, is my the one I love, but I've definitely Bloodborne, uh, Call of Duty. Uh, what other games? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, the uh, Animal Crossing. I was playing Animal Crossing a lot when it first came out. Mm. They got us through the pandemic. Um, yeah, dude, I will never forget the Animal Crossing release day because I'm a big Doom fan, and that crossover was gold. <laughs> I loved all the art for that. Uh, that was the first Animal Crossing I actually played. Was was that one? Same. Good. New Horizons is that? Same. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first uh, time I picked it up, and I was just like, yeah, it looks fun. It just got us uh, through the pandemic. Something new every day. A girl I was dating at the time played it and that's why i picked it up she wanted me to play with her and i did and then things fell apart and then i played with the girls and then that was it that was it uh kingdom hearts big kingdom hearts fan too okay i was a big kingdom hearts for exactly kingdom hearts one and then i got tired of waiting for all the weird games and the weird story so then i i checked out a long time ago but yeah i can kingdom hearts was very fun uh when i played it How are you on the the Final Fantasy VII remakes? I haven't touched them. I, I haven't played a Final Fantasy game, which I, okay. I might change that for the new one because same thing with Diablo. Like I never touch it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to 
try it. Um, I used to really love seven and then going back, I don't like it as much anymore. And then the remake, I, 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 you know, I've objectively, it's a good game. Personally, I was very angry. I didn't get to play my character. Um, cause you do not get to play as Nanaki in the first game of the remakes and, huh. or, or known as red 13, basically the red Panther lion thing. It's looking like in the new one, they just advertise that you can play as him. So I might be a little more fair on it, but I mean, legit, like I did not enjoy my time. Cause I was like, I finally got to him. Cause I know where he is in the story. I was like, yes, I, I can't play as him. He's not even in your party. Oh, I hate this game. I was, all this was built up to get to this character for me, and I can't play as him. No. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Oh, I'll boy. pick it up. It looks like a fun game. This one, the one yeah. one's coming out. But uh, I, I normally, like, if it's a turn, like, I never played stories, most kind of stories either, because if it's we turn-based, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I can't, like, stay focused for too long, because it's like, okay, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Like, okay. Oh, and you've got you got a busy job and family like a lot of people. So I, yeah. I get that having to put it, put things down. Um, my job is not as busy at times, depending like sometimes I can work like 13 hour days and sometimes I can work not that much. And the, the, the woes of a small family business, but, um, but then on top of that, like I, because I only have my kids every other week right now in summer and then every other weekend during the, the thing. So like, I don't have to worry about that or, you know, I'm still single. So like I can just game whenever. So like that has never been a problem for me. So I can you, you, you can game with the sound hours. Like, yes. I was telling VT, um, I, every single game I play, I play with no sound because I got to have a Nira yeah. for my kid. Cause I got to like, if they're yes. fighting or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah was, like if I, if they're here, this is the way it is. Like the, the one ear is off. One ear out. Yeah. I, I just, I just, don't have the sound on it anymore because I was like, fuck, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to it. So I play with no sound. And he was, on, I was on the stream and I was like, oh, dang, like, so that's because I was playing with my character and I was like, huh, I didn't know my character sounded like that. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't, I play with no sound, so I don't know. And he's like, dude, what the hell, like, you missed so much. And I was like, yeah. But I mean, this yeah. is what it is. Like, you can't, like, when you have kids, like, you can't just, like, no, like, you like, gotta be able to pay attention. And yeah, you yeah. gotta be able to. Yeah, when I when you know before the split up and I had the kids, I would wait until everyone else was in bed for me to play to really get into something. Like I might play something handheld once in a while while the kids were there, but I had to put it down. Um, but yeah, I get now when the kids are here, I do play on this computer occasionally, or I'll play be playing something with them. Like we've been playing Ultimate Chicken Horse on the Switch, which is a fun game. I don't know if you ever seen that. I got to check it out. I've been looking for games for the kids to play, play together. Normally just Mario Party or... So it was on sale on the Switch recently for like five bucks. I was like, okay, I got to get... Because I, I wanted to back the project on Kickstarter a long time ago. Yeah. And I just never did. Um, then I found it on sale on, on the Switch. So what it is, Ultimate Chicken Horse is, a, is a, like a party game, right? Where... It's a platformer where you pick, um, there's a horse to begin with. There's a horse, there's a sheep, there's a chicken, and a raccoon, right? And everyone gets to be a character, and you can unlock new animals and stuff. But 
it's a platformer, get from point A to point B. So like the farm level is literally, you're on a barn, there's a tractor, there's a spinning turbine that will kill you if you touch it, and then up on top of a silo is the finish line. And when the game starts, there are four objects that you get to place. So each one picks an object and they get to place where the object is. Whether it's a hay bale, a piece of wood, or something to help with the platforming, right? Yeah. So like, so you're you're making the level on each round, and the person who gets there first gets more points. The person who gets to the if everyone gets to the end though, no points. It says too easy. So what what then starts happens? They start putting in traps like flamethrowers crossbows and that kind of stuff so you're basically playing if you're familiar with the basketball game horse right yeah i can do this shot you're basically playing horse with a platforming game setting up traps i can get through this this trap thing but you can't and that's what the game is now my kids are six and eight so they have not learned to control their rage when they li- lose. Yet. Oh my so god! That's a lot of, a lot of me is playing referee between the two, or them getting mad at me because I put in a crossbow somewhere I shouldn't have done because Daddy's a meanie face if he puts in a crossbow that points towards the exit. So, <laughs> um, so like I, you know, like. So I, I ended up playing referee and I have to, you know, like teach them to, to be more sportsmanlike when I'm doing it. But it yeah. is a very fun party game, um, in my opinion. Uh, and if you're, you're um, you know what? I was going to suggest a game. I cannot remember its name. I don't remember its name at all. That's going to be a problem. Anyways, the concept of the game is you have four people and you're all trying to get to the end and, and beat this boss, but it's a very dark game, a lot of blood. I don't know if you're going to like that for your kids or not. That's probably not. But it's a good, it's a good party game with adults, if that's the case. Uh, you basically are spirits, and you control monsters, and you get to level up the monsters and stuff, and you get to kill the one guy who's a human, and whoever kills them becomes the human. And it's like a dungeon crawler with one human versus the other three players. Cool. And the other three players are trying to kill the human, become the human, and whoever gets to the end of the level as the human wins that round. So it's a lot of fun. I just don't remember its its name. But the funnest part is the end. There's, like, bosses that are like, here's a three-headed dragon. Like, here's a three-headed dragon, and each player's a dragon, and they're trying to shoot you, and the the human player's trying to kill the dragon. One of them is, like, an Incan temple that has, like, all these hands that pop up out of the grounds like the one player's playing like the bongo hands that hit the ground another one is possessing like the the stabby hands and stuff it was pretty good i just don't remember the name of it i can't you have to send it to me later uh, <laughs> it's gonna bug me i have to google it uh, i really love it though it's been a long time since i played i can't my brother hates it and I used before I got the house, I used to live with my family and I would want to try to get him to play with me. And he was like, no, I hate it. Stop. I didn't like, so well, I come never on, it. pick it up. That's funny. My brother was telling me to get into what's the other game. Anthem. The, the, I think it's Anthem. It's like a mm-hmm. shooter. The, the, EA oh, one that yeah, was supposed yeah, to be yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was like, I couldn't get into it. I was like, eh, it's fun, but not for me. Okay. Other than that, we we play uh, Call of Duty together. We'll we'll do that together. But there's very little game that we like at the same time. Yeah. He's very he's eight. He's eighteen now. Yeah. So he likes you know Fortnite. Mm. All those like games are like famous right now. Like all the kids like, and I'm like very old school. Like, mm-hmm. Right. I I can't even. I can't even find it on like switch party games like i'm just bro force is fun have you ever seen bro force that's a platformer also not kid friendly because a lot of cussing and and, uh stuff but you basically play as uh it's literally like playing captain america what what, would not captain america what is the uh the south park guys made that movie team america Team America. It's playing Team America, where everyone okay. everyone's a buff a buff person, and they're all movie characters, and they're all called bro. So, uh, but except there's like a buff Ripley from uh, Aliens, oh, nice. and as okay. Ripley Bro is her name, you get <laughs> Raiden Bro, you get uh, like they just everyone's just called bro. Ram Bro, uh, you get so the this, uh, God Bro, God Godfather Bro. Sounds like. Someone I went to school with in middle school created a video game because I remember there was a running joke of my friends and I. We just came up with a million and one different like bro names like Han Brolo. Yes. Bro, Brodo Swaggins. Broby One Kenobi. <laughs> bro Buffett. <laughs> yes. Very much like that. Very much that energy. But, like, everyone is super buff, like, extremely buff, and you're just trying to get to the end. There's a lot of blood, but you eventually, it starts off with, like, killing, it's, like, a lot about killing terrorists and stuff, too, at first. And it's just, like, super Team America police. Interesting. I am going to, I am going to figure this out, though. I, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with Tears of the Kingdom. Uh. As Fortois mentioned too, Game Grumps have started playing it, and it's it's always interesting seeing how other people very good play, series play the game because like I'm very much a collect everything person, and like yeah. Aaron will just like has like just killed an enemy and walked away from like the parts and stuff, and I'm like, you might need those like for armor Pick enhancement and stuff like that. Uh, and I think it's, I initially gave him credit for it, but because he mentioned stuff about like the people, uh, like crucifying the Koroks and whatnot and, uh, creating a million and one dick things with the, uh, Kinesis and whatnot. Uh, he may have, oh, yeah, he that's may have all seen over it, but, Twitter like, still. he picked up with the first, uh, flux construct that you can, uh, grab their box parts and dismantle them or just grab the the main piece and that'll completely yeah i never knew that till i watched it it. like i was like yeah that is insane i didn't know you could do that he did that right away with the first one and i remember not doing that because i didn't yeah i didn't put that together that you could do that because that wasn't a thing you could do with enemies until 
recently, at least with that one this specifically. One. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting seeing how other people play the game. Uh, yes. I've also found all the fairy uh, fountains and I upgraded my flight suit. So now I am impervious to fall damage. I have found, I have got zero fairy fountains still. What? So I will. I just, I never did it. Just never did it. I will let you know uh, when you do find them, uh, you will need to. I know where two are. Yeah, you have to do a quest for each of them uh, because there's mm-hmm. at the horse stable, uh, there's like a musical band. Or at one of them specifically, it starts off. There's a a, a musical troupe performing, so you have to get the band back together yeah. for each one, and then the fairies will come out uh, for the horse shrine or the for, the horse god. Uh, you just have to give uh, it one endura carrot, and then it'll pop out. So that one's a little bit easier. Right. But the other ones, you specifically have to get the uh, specific musician back to the band, and then you have to transport them to the fountain. So it's a little bit more tedious. Oh, the whole, the whole band of people. Yeah, because there are wagons, oh. so you have to find a way to get the wagon to the fountain, and you can't just walk them with the kinesis stuff because it'll shake too much and they get nervous about that so be forewarned I hate that makes me not want to do it (laughs) so I found the game of this game of Tears of the Kingdom what's the timeline of Tears of the Kingdom Uh, it's 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 the most far in the future right yeah it's after the events of the first game but it's like a little bit different because there aren't specific references to the champions uh, but there are still mm-hmm. a lot of the original characters like Riju's in it, Sidon is in it, Sidon actually has a, a fiance and then eventually wife which ruined a bunch of uh, fan fan, fan people. fictions for people Uh Suddenly, Sidon. Yeah. Yenobu, I think the Goron guy becomes uh, Lucha Lucha Libre. Sort of. Yes. <laughs> yes a mind does. a mind controlled Lucha Libre. Uh, yes, he does. The Rito Village uh, uh, gets sort of frozen over by the easiest boss in the game. Now, overall, in Zelda, these are the furthest in the future. Mm-hmm. by far um and it's by ages like way like we're talking far future zelda uh, in comparison like i think breath of the wild we don't know exactly how far in the future from the latest zelda it takes place but it's so far back that the ancient legends don't yeah. even go back that far like all of it's so far in the future that like there is n- almost no memory of any other events of Zelda. Yeah, um, oh, but they, they don't know about the, the hero time or anything. They, they don't. There's no nothing about that. Right, and I don't even know which because you know there's multiple timelines too. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I don't even know which one it's yeah, on, and, and I haven't seen anything. In this one, the the Zonai, 
uh, sort of replace the monks and whatnot with the temples and the guardians. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say it's sort of sort of similar in some ways to like the Alien franchise and then Prometheus with there being the yes the uh what the what do they call them the obviously not the xenomorphs the people before that created humanity by putting their dna raru's pe- raru's people but i don't remember no they're the zonai i'm talking about oh. the alien franchise oh the, sorry what are they called they're the not people people that created humanity <laughs> Because the one, uh, I don't. Because the one guy drank the black goo, I, goo and disintegrated himself into the water. Sort of like that, how they're like a precursor race, okay. and they okay. were sort of like gods. And then uh, Raru uh, married a, a Hylian, Hylian, however you Hylian. choose to pronounce it. Hi, I like to say hi. I like to say Hylian because we say Hyrule, not Hyrule. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, so I, I found that party game. Uh-huh. It's called Crawl. Oh, what? Just called Crawl. Like crawl. you're crawling on the ground. Just call, like a dungeon crawl. So there you go. Not kid-friendly, but the one kid-friendly one, Ultimate Chicken Horse. Sad. Ultimate Chicken now, Horse. Now you're mining that piece. <laughs> oh, I watched that so much throughout or- college with uh, Gassy Mexican because he and his friends play that and they'd always have the most ridiculous things uh, it, it was it was on sale this week for five bucks so me and the girls picked yeah. it up uh, when you went away I, I was ta- that's what i was talking to Aphis about um another one to involve your kids in that is kid friendly is moving out on the switch have you ever played that no so you're a moving company or a furniture arrangement relocation technician or a fart yeah. um Who? Uh, and you get to customize your character and whatnot. It's it's really fun, but you have basically you have a moving truck, and you're basically getting people's stuff and moving it to a truck. And it's like floaty gameplay stuff, and it's got a sense of humor and whatnot. Um, but you can chuck things. So there's a there's a mechanic to throw things. And <laughs> if you have a couch, you have to move. You have to work together to swing the couch and stuff. And like it's really fun. And it's got challenges and stuff too you can't break windows or you break all the windows or um it's like i would prefer because like my completionist brain really wants to get all the challenges done but my youngest daughter emery is a agent of chaos and wants to do nothing but throw things or fixate on a single beach ball that she wants to throw around the map while the other daughter and i who was also a completionist uh, are trying to complete the map, but my other daughter's actively working against us. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's a little chaotic for me, but maybe you're a little more coordinated in your household oh, that no. you can do that. Uh, I mean, but it's a fun party yeah, game because yeah. it's because uh, just getting the level done is is fun enough, I would say. Um, yeah, moving out. Ultimate Chicken Horse is the new one. Yeah, uh, Stick Fight. You ever seen that one? No, that one's kid friendly. Uh, it's got guns and stuff, but it's stick people. Uh, stick, stick fight is literally just kill each other. Just like you're thrown on a map, kill each other, grab slash a gun, king of grab, the hill. 
because some of the maps yeah. are like falling down around you. So it's just at times yes. it's like see who can survive the longest while also trying right. to kill each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. After yeah. uh so stick after Tears of the Kingdom, I'll probably be trying to play uh Homebody, the new uh game that Gamegrumps yeah. uh associate. I think he's like an editor, I believe. Uh Jory. He may he was developing a puzzle horror game for a long time and it just recently came out and it was on sale, so I picked it up for Switch, so I'll be playing that mm. soon. And then eventually I wanna oh. get uh We Love Katamari for one of the consoles I have. Because Katamari is always a favorite think... of mine. Yeah. Katamari's fun. I will probably be picking up Final Fantasy 16, trying that out, because I've played Final Fantasy here and there. I will probably be getting Pikmin for Mortal Kombat 1, and I, I think that's it for the year. Like, I can't remember anything else. Oh, Exo Primal, the other Capcom game that's coming out, oh, the, the Horde dinosaur yeah. shooter. The dinosaur one? I'm going I'm to get that one, too. My, my son saw the, the trailer for it, and he was like, I want that one. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I didn't watch all the Capcom showcase, but I kind of fast-forwarded through it just to see if there was anything I cared about. And I am already sold on Exo Primal, so I didn't need to see more on it. But I did stop on some weird, crazy boss fight with the Tyrannosaurus that they were, like, hiding behind cover and then having to, like, straight-up, like, wow mechanic boss fight level. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Hey. That looks... I won't be able to play with anyone, so I'll have to play with people online because no one... I, no one uh, that I normally play games with is going to play this, but yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, but like I, like I said, I know Diablo four is going to be a mainstay for me for a long time. Like right now I'm in the honeymoon period where I have just finished everything. I finished the story. I've just completed everything exploration wise. And I'm starting to grind dungeons I might fall off a little bit, but every season I'm going to be back in and playing like, cause I did this with Diablo three for, I played it. Gosh, four years uh -huh. the, of constantly, like every season coming back and playing it and playing it till I was done with the season. And if anything, like, the shop worth getting like it's just aesthetics or is like, it's all I'm, cosmetics. There, there's, okay. there's nothing that's going to be not cosmetic. I have some of the cosmetics because uh, since I moved out, my brother and my dad found something I left in my room that was a $50 gift card from Blizzard Dang. that I forgot about. So I bought some of the cosmetics and they're okay. Like I don't, I'm using some of them now, but like honestly, the helmet that I'm using cosmetically is literally not even a legendary one. It's literally like a yellow one that can drop. Huh. Um, I might have to, uh, I'll, I might have to put like my character look, a couple character looks that I use on, on, uh, I'll put it up on Twitter and, and post to you if I can, if I remember. Uh, so you can see just like, yeah, I don't even use the cosmetics all the time. Like, the cosmetics that drop in the game are just as good or in my opinion better than the shop ones anyways. So like and I also like seeing what my character would actually look like. So sometimes I'll take off all the cosmetics and just like what do I look like as as is. Yeah. And 
for the necromancer it can look pretty good yeah it's been a long um, time just looking at the helmet so you can because once once you like uh break them down or whatever then you get the little things that you can reuse them yeah yeah cosmetically i thought it was you know freaking cool so a lot of my time is just goes into like oh like what does it look like if i wear all this like it looks really cool yeah and all the classes have their own aesthetics even for the same items like you can have an, a generic item that'll drop and it'll look way different for a druid for a necromancer for a barbarian Dang. Uh, and even different for male to female too so you can because like all the females they generally have you know like chest area account accounted for and the males they'll have pec area <laughs> accounted for because everyone's super fit in diablo like everyone yeah. <laughs> well except druids druids are like so husky and like I, I oh that's a different that's... that's a different kind of fit that's the that's the, that's the body uh, lumber that's the lumberjack fit versus the bodybuilder that the barbarian is yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of fit I would be if I was fit. I was looking at that. I was like, huh. It's a very. I, I can shoot for that. I can shoot for that drill build. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I, I'm probably going to be focused on that game for quite a while, honestly. And not maybe playing some other things in between if I get bored. But I'm still actively finding things to do. And of course, I'm still going to be pecking away at Tears of the Kingdom because it's on the Switch and it has that opportunity to play it in other situations I don't. Yeah. Um, but I, unless there's a new Doom game coming out or a new Monster Hunter game, nothing's going to tear me away for a long time from Diablo. So Keep you satiated. Yeah. Um, it, I, think, uh, I think we've had a pretty thorough discussion here it's getting kind of late there i can see <laughs> um so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about aphos before we go or uh no i mean i we, it's we good to catch up yeah it was good yeah i mean we we talked like way before for a long time too so yes we, yeah it was, um, it was good Ace, anything else on your mind tonight, or? Um, I mean, I think I brought it up last episode of the episode before, but I again want to shout out Matt Mercer for his voice work as uh, Ganon in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, sure, yeah. He, his performance. It's is very good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most unhinged Ganon, I will say. <laughs> really. The most yeah, deceitful and is. unhinged. Uh, did you did you at all see the his the Twitter posting of his maniacal smile? Yes, yes, and just... I've noticed it in game too. Like it is Joker level smile. Like it is way crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. He uh, finally has the means to achieve his evil goal. So. Why not gleefully and insanely smile in that scenario? Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, man. I just saw the sexy memes that they were posting about him. Oh, yeah. So, a, lot of people <laughs> are, a lot of people are thirsting after him, too. That's that's also funny to see. Yeah, there's been some... <laughs> 
specifically by Aaron from the Game Grumps, there's also been some Lilith thirsting too from Diablo. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, I think literally the title is Aaron totally in love with Lilith or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. I, guess, I, think I remember seeing that now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, oh, no. Aaron, please, no. <laughs> She's literally a demon. <laughs> Although, Hinarius made the same mistake. That's a, that's a lore thing. <laughs> but um okay well thank you so much for coming on uh Aplis. it was great to talk to you again oh, i hope i me. hope it's not as long as next time but you know i'll try to give you a lot more of a heads up uh when we have a opening or something um so so for 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 our for my reference is there so like monster hunter coming out like what kind of situation would you be like hey i gotta get back on here to talk about this is that is there something like that for you or no just anytime anytime buddy anytime as long as i have enough leeway yeah you know for sure yeah i (laughs) i get that sometimes i get situations where it's like hey you know i can't make it tonight because something came up you know it's happened a couple times i'm like crap i gotta find something now like um and that's usually when I think to invite, but I'll try to I'll try to be a little more ahead of time, ahead yeah. thinking ahead. But I had we had plenty no of time with Sasha's birthday, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay, well, cool. I, I don't get to talk with adults a lot, so <laughs> fair enough. Fair. Uh, I just spent a whole week with the kids, so yeah, it was just me and the kids. Like I did some work stuff, and I saw mom and dad, but mom and dad are not as the same level of adults my age that I can talk yeah. about things I like. Yeah, like, like right. I can go to my parents and talk about games, and they'll be like, okay, that's, that's all right. Even when I talk about my, yeah. my job, they're like, oh, that's nice, honey. That's good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> you did the thing. Good job. Good I'm proud thing. of you. <laughs> well, my dad is my boss, so I can't really talk about work too much with him. <laughs> Oh well, actually, it's funny because there's only three of us in the company, and both of them—my brother and my dad—are above me in the hierarchy. So, <laughs> I am the low man on the totem pole. So, like, I do not normally talk about work stuff with them because, yeah, it's just not that I get in trouble, but it's just like, yeah, we've been talking about this all day. I don't need to talk more about it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, guys, something else. I will also say, uh, right, as a PSA. Be careful out there if you're selling things online or specifically on Facebook Marketplace, people. Uh, yesterday, someone tried to scam me. Cause oh, I, wow. I have uh, some of my Funko Pops listed because I'm looking to just trim down my yeah. collection. And someone sent me an offer for the price that I had on one, and I was like, yep, I'll accept that. And then uh, they were reaching out to me saying how oh, their, their husband would reach out to them or reach out to me and they asked for my number and then they said they were going to send me a code and i was like okay i'll entertain this maybe you're gonna send me like one that you just randomly made up on the spot and it came back to my text message and it was a google google support thing and they were like yep did you get it and i was like yeah i got it why is it a google thing though and they were like, mm-hmm. just send me this, send me the code so I can confirm you're a real person, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, nah. no, that, that's kind of a red flag for me. They're like, just send me the code. I'm a real person. Yeah, as, blah, blah, as blah. A, and I was like, block, report. As it should be. And and I yep. had also, before that, gone and looked at their profile, and there was nothing. Like, it was completely blank. And I was like, okay. I was looking yep. forward as to someone, getting some cash money, but okay. As someone who has been in the, the online dating world for five years now, the out. That is what they're trying to do. They are trying to get at some account of yours. Um, yeah. I have experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my mom was actually facing this because she also was trying to sell some things. She knitted a lot of uh, dish towels uh. for sale. And she's trying to sell them on Facebook Marketplace because she's, she's a teacher. So during the summer, she finds things to do. And that's one of the things. And she was actually just talking about that last time I was there. Did you know there's so many scammers on Facebook Marketplace? And my brother and I, who are uh, on various dating sites, are like, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on again. Um, if you guys want to follow the show, it's at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Uh, be sure to join the Discord as well. Apheless is on the Discord. Don't talk on there too much, but I'm sure you have all sorts of Discords you're on, so... No, no harm, no foul. Uh, I, I have you, you know. in my in my special top seven, so you guys are right there. I see awesome. you guys. I, I just don't get the time to talk in there or like anywhere. Yeah, we we don't talk too much in the general, too much anymore. Uh, it's mostly uh, Mossy actually lately, but it's been fun because he had a <clears throat> he had a Universal Orlando trip that he was sharing. That was fun. Nice. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so be sure to join the Discord. It's how you get a hold of Sasha, and if you want to, uh, and, and Ace uh, as well. But Ace also has his Twitter at Ace Badger Gaming. Uh, you can follow his stuff and see more entertaining stuff. I haven't been tweeting a lot the past couple of months. Like the house stuff has been taking up most of my life, then the kids and yada yada. So. Buying a house is difficult, and then keeping a house going is difficult. So, mm-hmm. I just want a game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like tweeting all the time. I, I felt that. So, I felt that right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so gaming is easy. It's doing the things that actually matter. That can be difficult at times. Yeah. Yeah. I hate mowing. I still hate mowing. I have an electric mower, and. This is the first time, like, my mode Thursday was the first time since I've moved in here that it didn't just kick off by itself from the grass being too thick. Dang. I just, uh, finally, I'm to a point where I can just mow. And I still haven't weed whacked since I've been here. So there's things that just don't look good. Yeah. And I don't have the energy after mowing to do it. So. (laughs) You just need to get a, (sighs) you save up some extra money, get a riding lawnmower. Elevate yourself to that full dad level. Problem is, it would be a severe waste of money for the amount of space that I have to mow. Like it would be ridiculous. Like, no, you gotta go. You gotta go I, full Hank Hill level, because like yeah. he's only got that that little patch of grass. He still takes so much mm-hmm. pride in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well, 
Thanks everyone for watching and listening. And uh, next week uh, is my topic, which I still haven't decided uh, when Sasha is back. So I've been kicking around ideas, but I haven't really landed on anything yet. So I can't tell you as the audience what it is yet. Cause I don't know. I've been too much into Diablo. I was actually thinking of like awesome quotes from video games because of the Diablo ones. But then I've already said these quotes twice. So why would I do it? Like, it's just a dumb topic for me personally. I mean, it would be cool to get some other quotes, but like all I'd want, all I'd want to say is like, look at this cutscene from Diablo or look at this thing from Diablo. Like, like it, I know that's where my brain's going to be. So like not a good topic for me right now. A little too close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sure, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna send you a couple things, uh, Aphlis, to get you caught up on some lore. And, All right, perfect. I would love that. Um, yeah, there's, and I, I will say, literally, my favorite cutscene in video games, period, is one of the cutscenes in Diablo Three, the end of Act One, uh, which is the fall, of, basically the fall of an angel, of how he becomes immortal and sheds his wings. So cool. Um, not for the usual Final Fantasy, like, emotional, like, I'm a fallen angel kind of thing. Like, no, le- legit, it is like, <laughs> it is like, it brings a tear to my eye. Like, of how noble and honorable of an act he is trying to make in the face of adversity. So, perfect. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so thanks everyone for watching and listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you. That boy, right?